You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. So there's this season in the Amish culture called Rumspringa. And perhaps you've heard of Rumspringa. If not, you can definitely Google it. I'll just give you the the short Pastor Stephen version of this. Basically, when you're in the Amish culture, between the ages like 14 to 16 years old, you have permission to leave the community, like to go out to party, to experiment with with things that are in the outside world from the Amish community. And when you return, having finished that, that period, you have to make a choice. And your choice is bapti- baptism into the Amish church and to the community. And uh, you return to all it means to be a part of the Amish community or or you leave the community permanently like you like you leave the your your community your family and you choose the outside world for good at least that's how i understand it now i've never experienced this myself but but it was it it kind of reminds me of uh, my own life like and so many times I've engaged myself in a type of rumspringa, like going out. It may, you, you know, maybe you have too. Many of us have engaged in a rumspringa of our own, right? I mean, we might call it freshman year, our spring break, our midlife crisis. Where does the longing for something else come from? That's what that's what this idea is. There's a longing for something else, and you go out and you just kind of experiment with all these things that are out there to try and fulfill that longing. Well, we're in week two of this series that we're, and we're finding our universal longing for love and purpose and meaning uh, in, in life can only be fulfilled inside a relationship with God. So regardless of where you are on your journey, you can find your way back to God and awaken to living a life that matters. And so we want to give credit where it is due. The themes for these these weeks that we're going through uh, are, are from this book I read a number of years ago called Finding Your Way Back to God uh, from Dave and John Ferguson. And I would highly recommend that book for sure. The, the themes are there. But the content is coming from uh, you know my my study of the parable of the prodigal son that Jesus tells. And so we're in Luke 15. And if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to, to grab that Bible and open it up to Luke 15 and kind of read along. We're going to read just a portion of this, uh, the story that Jesus told today and kind of give some focus to it. So let's kind of begin at the beginning. And uh, which is in Luke 15, verse 11. And we're going to read through like verse 19 today. Now, the story goes on from there, but this is where we want to focus. So Jesus told this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide up his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted it all his wasted all his money on wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, this is the part we're going to focus on today. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am, and uh, I'm dying of hunger. I will go home to my father, and I'll say, Father, I've sinned against both 
heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. So please take me back as your hired servant. Again, the story goes on, but that's where we'll stop today because today we're going to look at regret. How we can, how, how, what it means to awaken to regret. And here's our big idea. Our attempts to find love, purpose, and meaning lead to a cycle of longing and regret. But in returning to God or turning to God, we can always start over. Let me say that again. Our attempts to find love, purpose, and meaning lead to a cycle of longing and regret. But in turning to God, we can always start over. So there's this big awakening that comes with this. And that big awakening, it's it's right there in verse 17, coming to your senses. The big awakening is coming to your senses. Last week, we talked about uh, how we awaken to identity. It's, it's all about the universal longings we have for love, purpose, and meaning. And these longings leave us feeling like, you know what, there's got to be more. And we chase after stuff we think will satisfy these God-given longings, relationships, money, education, career, pleasure. The chase leads to bad decisions, and we fall far short of satisfying these longings, and we wish we could start over. Ever been there? Ever ever wish you could get a do-over? I sure have. In this story that Jesus tells, the son sets out to a di- to, to a distant land and attempts to find that that something more, and he winds up wasting his entire inheritance and all his savings. He's wasted it. He's broke. He's homeless, and he's so hungry he seriously considers degrading himself just to eat something. And it's here that Jesus makes a turn in the story, like a twist in the plot. He finally came to his senses. However long he was gone, whatever he had been doing, he finally woke up. He finally saw that he was heading in the wrong direction. I can feel that because a lot of times I'm like, you know, here's me on the way to make bad decisions. And I'm just like, oh, happy go lucky. And I, you know, making bad decisions, not on purpose, but it just happens. Uh, and sometimes I feel like, you know what, I'm not going to make any more bad decisions. Oh, wait, look, you know, and it's like, okay, there's something right there. Maybe that happens to you. And you know what? People will continue to warn me to learn from their mistakes. But you know what? I may continue to make bad decisions, even though, even while somebody's warning me to learn from their mistakes. Have you ever been there? Like after a bad decision, like your friends, your family, your coworkers, whoever they they've all been been praying you will come to your senses and maybe even confronted you but you you weren't hearing it despite their warnings you didn't see but now you do i've been there and like the prodigal we we think we're going the right way because it just feels right and everyone else must be crazy and then one day we wake up we finally come to our senses. They, they, say, they say no regrets, right? Like no regrets. But when you look at the wreckage of your life as a result of your bad decisions, you're filled with regret. It's real. And the key part of each of our stories is this. We can't find our way back to God until we wake up. There's this great quote from, from Richard War. Uh, that I that I uh, came across. He says, you cannot heal what you do not acknowledge. And what you do not consciously acknowledge will remain in control of you from within, festering and destroying you and those around you. You know, I can, I feel that in my soul. I feel it in my gut. 
You can't heal what you don't acknowledge, and what you what you do not consciously acknowledge will remain in control of you from within, festering and destroying you and those around you. Maybe this is where some of us today are. And today's this wake-up call. It's, it's time to acknowledge our life is heading in a direction that is far from what we want it to be. Which leads us to this bigger awakening. The bigger awakening is coming to a decision. You have to come to your senses, but you also have to come to a decision. Man, when I was 20 years old, I was living full-on prodigal mode. I couldn't stay where I was. I had to do something. I was on, out on my own, but I just I, there was no way. I was not allowed. I was basically kicked out of where I was. Uh, I was I was living with with friends, and I could probably find some friends who might still have me. I could beg my mamaw to let me live with her, but or I could ask to come home, which is ultimately what I end up doing. We've all been there, right? Maybe not specifically that same story, but just realizing you have to make a decision, it can be a moment of awakening, can't it? In Jesus' story, the son finally comes to his senses. He's awakened, and he came to a decision. This decision he made, is it's what is called repentance. <laughs> repentance gets a bad rap because it's been it's used as church language a lot of times for like turn or burn kind of language, like repent, return or burn. And repentance has been used as this scare tactic. And we want to flip the script on that. We want to say, look, here's what repentance actually means. It's uh, you know, in the Bible, the word repentance, when you look it up in, in, the, in the New Testament, is, is, is written in Greek, in the Old Testament, in Hebrew. So when you look at repentance in Greek, it's this word metanoia. And metanoia means a reversal of the mind. Literally, repentant, repent means a reversal of the mind. In Hebrew, the word is, is, is teshuva. And teshuva means to return. A reversal of the mind or, or to return. Are you tracking with me here? Repentance means you change your mind and return from where you came. When Jesus tells the story, he says the son finally came to his decision, uh, came to his senses and then made the decision to return to his father. This is called repentance. This is finding your way back to God. And I believe this has the power to change your life because not just because it's a story that Jesus told we find in the scriptures, but because this has changed my life. My guess is a lot of us has come have come to our senses We've come to our senses, and we realize the decision we've made have led us to places of regret, and maybe the decisions have been in relationships or in finances or are there decisions we've made in the moment that made us feel good even though we knew it was wrong. Today, we can awaken to a new decision. We don't have to live, live in and wallow in regret. We, we can change our minds. We can do a 180 and return to our Father God. And this leads us to the biggest awakening. And the biggest awakening is coming home. Coming home. I want to read a story. This is Krista's story. And this is not a person I know. This is a story I found just in putting together, uh, you know, this series, working on, working through the prodigal son and and finding different ways to to express this. And the story rang, uh, rang true with me. So I wanted to share it. Her name was Krista. She grew up on a small cherry farm in Traverse City, Michigan. She was a wild child who dismissed her parents as old-fashioned because of how they responded to her piercings and tattoos. One night, Krista and her parents had a huge fight. At the end of it, she slammed the door and said, I hate you, and then acted 
on a plan she had been rehearsing for months in her mind. She ran away to the big city of Detroit. Within a few hours of arriving in Detroit, she met a man who seemed warm and nice. He drove the most expensive car she'd ever seen, and he was willing to take her in. This nice man taught her a few things that would make her vulnerable or, or valuable on the streets. And because Krista was young, she brought in top dollar for her services. As time went on and she got a little older, she wasn't bringing in top dollar anymore and she was thrown out on the street with no money and a drug habit to support. One night she thought back to those sunny spring days when she could be, uh, would be lying beneath the cherry trees. Realizing that renting her body on the streets of Detroit was no way to live, she decided she would head north, maybe move to Canada and start over. On her way north, she figured she'd try something that she thought she had no chance of actually working. She mustered up enough courage to give her parents a call. No one answered. But she left a message telling them she was going to be passing through Traverse City on her way to Canada. If they wanted to see her, she would be at the bus station around midnight. After hanging up, she thought leaving the message was a stupid thing to do because odds were they were happier now she's gone. As the bus headed north, she could see the signs saying the bus was getting closer to Traverse City. She ran through the possible scenarios in her mind. Nobody there to meet her, someone there, but only to shame her and condemn her. And finally, the bus arrived in Traverse City, and she heard the bus driver say, 15 minutes at this stop, 15 minutes. All her mental rehearsing didn't prepare her for what she found when she stepped off the bus. At midnight, in this small-town bus depot, she walked found, and found dozens of familiar faces belonging to her aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents, all wearing silly party hats, a huge banner hanging from the walls, and said, Welcome home, Krista. Her dad broke through the crowd and ran up to her, and she tried to explain herself. He wrapped his arms around her, making it clear that all had he, he, he had already cared about, all he had really cared about was that his daughter was home. That's all he cared about, his daughter's home. We want to change. We, we want to start over. We, we want a do-over. But, but shame and guilt and fear can stand in our way. Maybe you've been there too. Will they accept me? Will, will they take me in? God can never forgive someone like me. These are, these are some of the questions, some of the thoughts that must have been running through the mind of the prodigal son. The, these are the same questions that will run through our minds. And, and, and so instead of returning to God, we, we, we go back into this never-ending cycle. And it's, it, you, it, you could call it the sorry cycle. It's a cycle of longing and regret, longing and regret. You, you have a longing. You, you, you seek a way to fulfill that longing, and you experience regret. But the longing comes back, and again, you seek to fulfill that longing, and you experience regret. And truth is, some of, some of us have been stuck in a sorry cycle for years. And all that can change today. What we want for you more than anything, is finding your way back to God. We want for you to break out of the sorry cycle. We're, we're cheering you on, and, and we're coming right along beside you. You have a loving Father God who cannot wait for you to return to Him. For many people, the, the way we publicly say this, the way we publicly say, I'm coming home, is baptism. 
That's really what baptism is. It's, it's a way of saying, I've, I'm coming home and I'm not going back. I've had the joy to witness hundreds of people get baptized as they begin the journey of following Jesus and finding their way back to God. And sooner or later, we will, we will have another baptism service for Awakened Church. <laughs> I pray it's, it's sooner rather than later. We don't, we don't even have a place figured out where we would hold baptisms, but it would be amazing to have to find that place sooner than later because <coughs> we've done it before. We've had baptisms, uh, baptisms before, and we had to figure out where and how to do it. And we are so ready to do it again. If you want to talk about baptism, let's talk. Let me know. You can write it on a connect card and let me, let, you know, get it back to me. Or, or uh, if you're, you know, if if you're listening to this on like a podcast, then then you can uh, email us at office at awakenla.church and we will, uh, well, I will I will get back with you myself and let's talk about it baptism. But whatever, maybe baptism is your next step. But for all of us, we're, we've been challenging ourselves in this in this this series, and we're going to the next few weeks to pray to God. Here's your next step: pray to God, open yourself up to finding God in a deeper and life changing way. No matter where you are in your relationship with God, open yourself up to finding God in a deeper and life changing way. And here's this week's prayer: God, make yourself real to me. Awaken in me the possibility that with you I could start over. Make that your prayer. You know what? This week, I would I would encourage you to to um, you know put that in your own words. God, make yourself real to me. Awaken in me the possibility that with you, I could start over again. Lord, Lord, make yourself real to us. Make yourself real to us. We thank you for all that you've provided and all all that you are. We thank you, Lord, that you see us as your as your children, sons and daughters of God. Lord, sometimes we need to we need to come back to this place. We need to return. We need to repent and come back and say, God, make yourself real to me. And awaken in us the possibility that with you we could start over again. This is our prayer, Lord, as, as followers of Christ. This is our prayer as a church. That Lord, we find ourselves coming home coming home, which is coming back to you. And so, Lord, continue to awaken us to living a life that matters. Continue to awaken us and equipping us to become more like you and to care about what you care about. Because, Lord, you love us and you care about us. So, Lord, we want to embrace that, not just experience, but, Lord, share it so those around us can experience your love and your grace as well. Thank you, thank you for your love and your grace. Thank you, Lord, that you give us the ability, you give us the strength, you give us the the opportunity to break the sorry cycle. That as we awaken to regret, we embrace it and use that to repent and turn to you. This is a gift. Thank you for this gift. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.